All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time yet again. Oh, yeah. That's right. Joining me remotely from Gotham, right? Right there where Waystar Royco is basically headquartered. That's right. The heart of New York City. Rob DeVito. Rob DeVito, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing fucking great. I'm doing so good. This episode is the fucking best, and I can't wait to talk about it. Prague. Welcome to Prague. Episode number se- eight. Eight. Eight? Eight. That's episode right. Eight. Episode eight. I'm down here in the basement in little old Staten Island, New York. Uh, Rob, Rob DeVito's out there in Manhattan. The power of the internet, the power of technology and communication and, and, and tech. Amazing. You know? It's a heard triumph. You're, heard you're getting into apps. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting into apps for sure. Trying to get out of eco, kind of get out of uh, crypto and get into eco sort of thing. That's the, that's where the future is. It's where the future is, and the future is now. Bore on the floor, ladies and gentlemen. Episode eight. We're going to Prague. That's where we're well, going. Yeah, we are, but we're not. Rob, would you ever swallow your own load? Like no, I heard, it's I, so hot. Uh, it's so I've hot. Thought about this. Yeah, I've thought about it's this. a thing. It's, it exists. Okay. Uh, the answer for me is going to be a no. Oh, but it's so hot. It's just hot. Yeah. I mean, I just think, for me, I just don't think I I have the net worth required to even thinking do you, about doing that. What do you think the minimum net worth, not liquid, but net worth, is is necessary? Stewie, Stewie can get to the liquid if you need it. I know that he could he could raise the capital, but what I'm what I'm trying to say is like, what what would you what do you think the bare minimum of net worth is for you to um to to uh, partake in that type of uh, rhomboid situation? I think. For me to be considering yeah. swallowing my own product, yes, yes. I, I got I got to be worth at least a mm. hundred million dollars. A hundred mil, yeah, a hundred mil, ninety five, ninety five million. You're gonna keep it under. I mean, hundred million dollars is a lot of money, right? Yeah. Well, I feel this is a big decision. Well, let me ask you this: So, if we're gonna look at a hundred million dollars, like how much? How much is Mike Trout worth? Like his contract. Four hundred million. Four hundred million. That's like four loads. <laughs> well, right? Right? Like, I mean, maybe that's the secret stuff. If these, <laughs> I don't know. It's getting disgusting. But you know what? We had to address the elephant in the room. Yeah, right no off the bat. Hiding from it. There's nothing. You don't want to build up to that type of um, that type of um, boom. You know what I mean? Right. No, we got to let the people know right away. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Prague. The 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 show is going along here. I got to be honest with you, full disclosure here, Rob. I'm in season two already. I've been powering through. The show yeah. is so good. It I just good. I just keep I keep Obviously. hitting next episode. I can't help it. I, uh, I've i been good about just keeping it one episode at a time and trying to keep can't do you it. Know, I can't everything do it. contained. But I uh, I can understand how I don't have the, very difficult. I don't have the discipline for it, Rob. I, I've tried. I've said to myself, like, I'm not going to watch this next episode. And then I just, I hate it. I, I can't, I can't help myself. You know, Rob, why don't it. you... Give me, give the, give our listeners. A, I gotta do something here real quick. Yeah. Give our listeners a little rundown of what's going on. Give us, give us a little rundown. So here's the the synopsis here. We're, this is episode eight uh, of season one, Prague. It's titled Prague. Uh, here we go. Roman is put in charge of planning Tom's bachelor party. Though he initially wants to host it in Prague, Stewie invites him to a secret underground party held inside an abandoned New York railway station where powerful business figures tend to mingle. Romboid. Uh, that's right, Romboid. Logan tasks Greg with ensuring Kendall's safety amid his renewed drug abuse. 
Mm-hmm. Tom, while initially drawn to the party's unhinged sexual atmosphere, uh, becomes doubtful about his relationship with Shiv, unaware of her ongoing affair with Nate. Uh, he's eventually goaded by Roman into having sex with a woman at the party. Uh, Shiv meets Logan for dinner, where he implies that he knows about her affair. Uh, Shiv, seeing this as a threat, refuses to stop working for Evis. Marsha later calls Shiv to say that Logan will not be attending Shiv and Tom's wedding. Uh, at the party, Kendall meets with Stewie and Sandy, who want to buy out his share in Waystar for half a billion dollars. A lot of money. A lot of bones. Aven- a vengeful Kendall instead proposes a hostile takeover that will grant him, uh, grant them controlling interest in the company and name him CEO. CEO, ladies and gentlemen, of Roy Star Wayco. Way Star Re- Royco. Did I say That's anything? Right. I said it all wrong. I think so, yeah. You for me, for me, okay, before we get into the breakdown of the episode and how things yeah. go, this is one of my favorites in terms of how it is so funny and so serious at the same time Uh, this episode is a a hall of fame succession episode i mean without a a shadow of doubt you have all of the main players involved you have them in an environment where they're loose uh having a good time letting all their worst impulses take over and at the same time you still see in the background wheels turning and, and plans being executed and it's just phenomenal I mean, it, what makes it so compelling is is exactly how you put it. You hit the nail on the head. How the wheels are still turning, even though they're in this laid-back situation. I mean, we get to see Kendall crash and burn, basically, with his dust um, pitch. But, I mean, they really loved him in the room, but when loved it came... Him in they the loved, him, loved in the, him in the room. They loved... I mean, they really loved him in, in the room. Yeah. Rob. They thought that in the room, he was great. Yeah, they loved him in the room. So, uh, but you see, you see Kendall's plan just fall through there, and it seems as if you know he just he he's really affected by it, and he's he rejects his family name after that, as we see later on. I mean, you got Sandy Furness there, you know that's a big player. You got Stewie there, moving and shaking. Roman's got his own thing going on. Yeah. Greg is trying to position himself in the company by being a caretaker to Kendall. We see him do like nine lines of cocaine. It's fucking crazy. Tom as is sac- there as a self-sacrifice, self-sacrifice, himself, you know, going down on the on the on the mind to try to save Kendall. I mean, it's just there's so much going on. Shiv has character development here, right? Yeah. The situation with Gil blows up. I mean, it, it, it's such a great follow up episode to what we what we witnessed at um, Austerlitz, right? But that was Absolutely. the one before Austerlitz, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have just like this this. I mean, so like I remember saying that I felt like Austerlitz was the throwaway episode, although it was compelling and, and it did have its moments. That was, for yeah. me, the throwaway episode. And this episode is... I mean, you're, we're, we've already had a huge episode with the vote of no confidence. Yeah. And now we're seeing a potential hostile takeover here involving the archenemy, Sandy Furness. Can I... Let me ask you something about... Go, go. Kendall, Kendall here. Go. Um... Does it feel to you that like he kind of uh, attacks things or, or formulates plans in the model of uh, like the underpants gnomes? Like it's like <laughs> step you know step one steal underpants. You know step one hostile takeover or vote of no confidence. Step two I, I don't know. Step three CEO. Like it's like yeah. he has the beginning of a plan. He knows what he wants, but he doesn't really know how the fuck how to get there. I actually think the opposite. I think that 
not the not the total opposite. Okay, he is he does seem like he's shooting from the hip. Okay, but I yeah. I don't think that he is necessarily unintelligent about it. You do notice. No. You do notice that he. Ha- I'm not saying that he's dumb. I'm not saying that you're implying that. But what you notice is we're seeing a guy who's desperate. We're seeing a guy at the end of his rope, so to speak. Right. He's kicked yeah. out of the company. He doesn't have a ton of money where he could he could do the things that he wants to do. And in this episode, you see what he really wants this dust deal to get done. He gets labeled Hitler. Yeah. Well, he's he's desperate to try to make a move or, or you know make a name for himself. He wants to do something. And the one thing I think he was always able to fall back on was the money. He always because yeah. if you look at what happened with Volter in the beginning with Lawrence, right, Lawrence. Yeah, the guy was like, well, "I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna make you so fucking rich, you cannot say no to the deal." And that's how he got it done. So yeah. then, when he sat down with uh, the cokehead girl, who who had a fuck off moment, which was great, fantastic. He's like, "Oh, I'm about to fucking have the size of Idaho capital in my in my back pocket. You yeah. have no idea how rich you're gonna be." And she's like, "Fuck you, you are yes. Hitler." And right. I think she's like, you can give me all the money you want. I don't want to be in business <clears throat> with a Roy. And I think in that moment, he he's always wanted to be CEO of the company, and I think he just wants to go scorched earth because because well, he's got a tainted name because of the people around him. I think I think in that in that moment he realizes, I, I mean, he or he realizes or he he thinks he realizes I can't go out and do something on my own because I'm always going to be attached to this Roy name and and Roy legacy. So I need to now focus all my efforts on. Getting back in this company and 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 make putting my stamp on take it. it to take it, yeah. It's literally this hostile takeover, and and then he says to Furness. Now again, this is at the end, but who cares, right? He says to Furness, "Is like we're gonna bulldoze the whole thing. I know what to do. I know the corporate ladder." He seemed a little shaky about that when he was saying, "He's like I have this. I have the knowings of the corporate ladder." What Sandy for fucking Sandy Furness doesn't know that. Like he doesn't yeah, know I mean, how to handle a business. It doesn't he's didn't seem to make to sense. Imply that he knows like the, you know, the inner workings of of the precise this precise company. Obviously, like he's like I know, yeah, but where I mean, all the skeletons are buried or whatever, yeah. and and you know you need you're gonna need a man on the inside who knows what he's doing, kind of thing. Yeah, I just I just you know it it just seemed a little, uh, strange that he was trying to tell Sandy Furness how to how he knows the how to run a company. I don't know. I don't know if he's trying to prove himself to him or something or even if he has to. But you do notice, you do see yeah, I do think that Kendall shoots from the hip a little bit. But I think it's because he's off the he's kind of off the wagon obviously and he's off the rails. He was the crown prince. He was the heir apparent. He was going to get the company. Uh Logan was going to retire and then that was it. Yeah. And now he's kind of like He's just like he's walking around in in the dark, just with his hands out, trying to feel his way through life, and mm-hmm. through his identity here. And he's like, and I think in this in this episode alone, it's pretty crazy. He he, like you said, he realized he's got this tainted name, and he's got to just that's it. Then all right, if I've got the tainted name, I'm gonna take what's what's rightfully mine. Fuck my yeah. family. Fuck my family. Yeah, he goes through a lot of. Uh... Uh, changes in this episode like the first kind of Kendall thing we see is when he's on the way to uh, his meeting with the startup company and he's you know he's he's kind of in his like 
he thinks he's a cool hip guy kind of mode. He's like talking to the driver. Hey, bro, can you turn the bass up in the back, man? Like whatever. And he walks uh, in the meeting how, and he's like, yeah. big, big fan of what you guys do, you know, fucking sweet chili sauce. Like this like facade he puts on of being like in, you know, and it's just and then from that in the beginning episode to the end where he just totally flips the switch and is back into like corporate fucking takeover mode. It's just kind of we kind of see the whole gamut there. Yeah, it does. It does seem strange how hard. He tries to pose as like this hip, cool kind of person, right? Oh, with the sweet chili sauce. Yeah, with the music on. What the fuck does that even mean? Can you turn the bass up back here? Oh man, and Frank <laughs> is just hating it. You oh, know why Frank's Frank. hating it? Because in 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 that moment, and like how how Kendall's acting right now, I think he is most he is most like Roman now more than ever in terms of his behavior. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now Frank. You Frank know, really once, has once. confidence in Kendall. If you if you notice, he's totally team Kendall. He's like he's his number two. He is because he's seen him at his best, and he I think that well Frank thinks at least that Kendall is someone who has potential and can do good things for this company or, or any other company that he decides to work with. So, uh, like what you said, like when he sees him acting like a fucking douche, like he's just like God damn it, man! Like what the fuck are you doing? Also, you know, I just had a thought maybe. Um, maybe not. Maybe Frank isn't all in on Kendall. If you remember when well, they, okay, go ahead. Well, if you remember when they did the, and now like, again, this is kind of speculation, but when we look back to when they did the, um, the, the, <clears throat> the vote of no confidence, Frank was in on it and stuff like that. But when, when, when Logan blew up, he, uh, he fired everybody, no severance packages, no, no nothing. So if you remember when Frank got fired, at the, at the ball field, you know, Logan said to him, was like, oh, you'll get your nut. Don't right. worry. Right? Now Frank gets fired. No nut. Frank no was nut. ready. Frank was kind of like forced into retirement, but at least he got his nut. And then when Kendall was like asking him for that advice, he's like, you're a good kid. I'm out. You know, I'm not there anymore. But he was just done. He was kind of like retired. Now he gets the hot, uh, the vote of no confidence happens. He gets booted, no no severance. I think he has to work for Kendall. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Because where point, else is he like, going to go? At that point, yeah, he has really no choice. But he did, you know, make that decision before that, that he was going to be Team Kendall. You know, he he helped him plan the vote of no confidence. He, you know, he did all the, the, the groundwork. And uh, he put himself in that position by already deciding he was Team Kendall. But I think what you said makes sense because when you got look at people like Frank and and Jerry and and some of those other people, like the they never are really all in on anything. They always want to no. be flexible so that they can pivot to to what's going to work best for them. A lot of pivoting because we even seen it the, the day of the vote. So, yeah. uh, with uh, Jerry, uh, everyone everyone pivoted. Jerry fucking turned on them. Stewie turned on them. Like it was just and and you know it's addressed in this episode. Because yeah. it was a couple, I think it was a couple of months before, um, <clears throat> I think where we are in terms of like the timeline of the show, yeah, we're like a month after the vote of no confidence. I'd say that's probably accurate. Yeah, maybe even two. Yeah, somewhere like a month or two. A month sure. or more, a month or two after, and we we just we we this is the first time. I guess we could maybe get a little bit more into the episode here, like instead of the instead of our analysis of what's going on here, but we did a little candle there. We see yeah. Stewie. Stewie sees Kendall for the first time, and I mean, since the vote. 
Yeah, well, yeah, he's he's very eager to connect with Kendall, and we'll find out why at the end of the episode. But yeah, well, let's in let's, the, let's, in let's, the let's... beginning at least it's it's colored as him trying to make amends with his friend. Exactly, but let's let's dress this up, and you know, I, I touched upon this earlier with you. We do like a chronological thing, but we're just talking it out. So we we see that Roman, we see right in the beginning of the show, fucking. I will... Go ahead, I will go mention ahead, go. The, the very first thing we see in the episode is Greg. And it's very welcome after last week not having him at all. So it was very nice <laughs> that to see is Greg true, yeah. immediately, right away. When he's, he's like, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a really great view. Uh, you know, outside, not not me. Uh, just classic classic Greg right off the bat, and it was a welcome sight after missing him last week. He's such a charming, charming character that you just fall in love with. You, you know, we've said it before on this show. He's, he's, the, he's the fan favorite Obviously, he's one of those people that you just have to, you can't help but love. Him and Tom. Him and Tom. Yeah. Right off the bat, we see Logan trying to, you know, gobble up these local TV stations and become a massive, more of a conglomerate than he already is. Yeah. Very (laughs) upset that he seems to be getting what he wants for a fair price. That's right. And uh, he goes, he's fucking smiling. (laughs) Like he's not supposed to be smiling, you know, but, no. you know, and Roman thinks it's a slam dunk. But again, time and time, like we, we just keep getting this type of situation repeating over and over again where you see Logan wants whomever to take the company to be exactly like him. So the yeah. fact that the fact that Roman is not pissed and not yeah. upset, I mean, Jerry gets it. Jerry absolutely gets it. And he's trying to instill on Roman that you need this not it's not even not even cutthroat it's even more than that it's like you need to even kill people that aren't even your enemies just in case they become enemies later on yeah you got to chisel them he says you chisel them and that's pretty it's pretty brutal brutal Brutal. and he goes walk the elevator and tell him four nine (laughs) it's amazing and he just he just loves you know showing off that power and and roman is super uncomfortable about it he goes goes, uh, why is he smiling why is he happy what's next Fellatio, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love it because this is—it's just so—it's so brutal and it's—it's it's so good. It's so good. It's great, it's amazing. It's really fucking amazing. So he punches the shit out of Greg when he goes, "Oh, hey, Greg!" Boom! Oh my god, yeah. Punches Roman. Him. Yeah, he said, "Well, I guess he's you know he's trying to let off some of his anxious." He's, he's not upset. He's, he's upset. With, with, yeah, he's upset yeah. about the whole thing. So yeah, so let's let's go through this episode here. We see now. Uh, right after that whole situation with Logan uh, trying to get these companies, these these TV companies, Stewie comes waddling on in. And yeah. what I love so much about this whole episode and like the way the show has been progressing, you know, you know, here Stewie's laying the groundwork for getting Kendall to go to Romboid. Right. Right. And we didn't and even... What's What's amazing is that Stewie is so clearly a weasel. He is a he, that is a perfect like from, word from jump and like throughout these these eight episodes so far like Roman doesn't see it here and, and Kendall hasn't seen it a few times you know earlier in the season like but he's just so obviously like a slimy weasel it's and it's amazing that they can't figure that out he's such a weasel Kendall says it to him later on you're my third oldest friend and you fuck me like a tied goat <laughs> you know I, and and it's he's not wrong no he's, he's not wrong and now what's what's so crazy about this is now. You know, just everyone, you always have to keep in mind what Logan said 
a couple episodes ago over the hamburger, over the cheeseburger, where he's holding it all funny. Yeah. Everyone has their own game. Everyone has their own game. Right. So every you if when you kind of when you try to put yourself in that mindset watching this show after you heard that statement. Yeah, Stewie's got his game Stewie's going. Stewie's got hard. his game going. Stewie's, he's like, hey, you talking to your brother at all? Oh, you know. And, he, and it, he it's was amazing doing... how he sets him up too, because he starts, you know, giving Roman like a, a a carrot, like dangling a carrot in front of Roman, like, oh, you know, like Sandy's gonna be there. You know, he's got these TV deals. Maybe you can shore this up for your dad. And oh, by the way, maybe Kendall. Make sure Kendall's there. Yeah, make sure make sure Kendall's there, right? Because. He's like, uh, how about rhomboid? He goes, fuck off. He goes, I'm not going to no party where these hipsters are twiddling their their mustaches off beat and all that. He goes, I have a reputation. And he goes, what? Because Dr. Dre sent you cereal bars? Like, oh it's just God. so funny how they go back and forth with this stuff. It's awesome. But he really gets him convinced because Prague kind of fell through. And he gets uh, Ro- uh, Roman convinced to take the, the, the people of the wedding yeah. party, the men there, to this rhomboid party. Yeah. Where Sandy Furness frequents, right? So you see, sure. him, you see him laying the groundwork there. Yeah, so we do. We kind of talked about um, Kendall's meeting first, but that's where they kind of go next. Kendall and Frank go to this meeting to try to fund a startup. Um, yeah, you know, cause, yeah, because Kendall Kendall's out there on his own, and he yeah. he wants very badly to make um, the reality of him being independent like he he believes he's independent and he believes he's smart he obviously believes in himself as a capable um businessman oh 100% okay he he believes in himself as a as a very capable businessman and um you know he's he's trying so hard to to make that apparent yeah and and it yeah. it just it's it's kind of cringy and it, you know it kind of makes you wonder Rob because we were talking about before we did the recording here, it kind of makes you wonder. It, we, we've only seen we've seen Kendall uh, at the at the uh, bargaining table. Like I can only think of off the top of my head right now, uh, Volter, and now this thing with Dust. Right? Sure. He's been terrible. Terrible. He's been absolutely terrible with yeah, with all negotiating false- and stuff like that. It's all this false confidence he exudes. It's like just very off-putting to anyone he's talking to. Like, he he tries to to like bring himself to their level, but it's like so obvious that he's kind of talking down to them. It's very, it's just disgusting, really. Yeah, it comes off so uh, insincere, uh, you know, and it's just and it's not good. So, you know, it it kind of makes you really wonder. Like, we were, ju- I was just saying how Kendall really does believe in himself and everything like that. But what if he really isn't good at what he's doing? Well, I, what I will say as a positive for him is when he's in this meeting now, uh, you know, like I said, we, he starts off as a total fucking douche with the fucking sweet chili sauce, the shoes that he had sent to him just so he can try to fit in. Yeah, it's not um, good. But he does realize while this is happening, he's like, this isn't working. I need to I need to switch it up. And he changes his attitude and he kind of tells him that, like it is. He's like, listen. I do understand what you're doing here. I think what you're doing here is good. And I do have the money to fund you and I can help you. And if we do this together, we can make this really awesome. Yeah. And he still is like partly douchey towards the end of this meeting, but he does seem to be making more sense. And, and he seems to be acting as someone who actually could function in this, in this, uh, you know, role. Well, if there's any truth to it, they really loved him in the room, loved him in the room. They loved him in the room. 
you know. Yeah. But uh, we see we see him try we see him trying to negotiate, and you know, credit where it's due, he did kind of like try to win them over towards the end. But it's 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 not been good. Then we see Roman trying to negotiate again with Lawrence from Volter to get him to do the uh, vote of no confidence. He's terrible at doing it. Tasty fucking morsels, you know. He's saying he's oh I you know books are books are stupid. I hate books. So what are we gonna go post literate? Like <laughs> terrible. So it's like Logan is probably right that if he gives the company to these jamoinks, they're gonna destroy well, it. They have all of them that have, you know, Shiv probably excluded, but Kendall and Roman and Connor for sure. But they have no like real experience dealing with people outside of a their family and b people who work for them. And so it's it, like when they're dealing <clears throat> with someone who's not either of those two things, like they just don't know how to connect or how to talk to the to anyone else. It just seems so strange to me how. Okay, I think Kendall may have had some success with some projects and ideas, okay? Because, you know, he is known around the company. We saw it, and when he was in the elevator with those with those guys down in the pigsty or whatever. Yeah. You know, Roman, we could see from his track record with the turkey, the giant turkey thing, not, not very shrewd and not very smart with what he's doing. You know, we knew that he was in Miami with Frank. Maybe there was some success there, but maybe it was Frank that was behind that. So, I mean, mm. you, you, we really are not getting a very clear picture of, like, you know, if one of these kids were to take over the company, what direction would it go in? Like, would it actually succeed? And I think Logan, as smart as he is and as shrewd as he is, and he has the foresight to know that, no, none of these kids, none of these kids will be able to handle the company because you have to be a certain way. You have to yeah. have a certain, you have to be Logan Roy. Yeah. And he didn't, yeah. he didn't, he, there's no Logan Roy in these children. No, not in any way that counts anyway. Nope, not in any way that counts. No, he sees Roman as someone who's just, uh, you know, impulsive and doesn't take himself seriously. And what does he say to him? He goes, go, go text you bendy fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Kendall is just someone who he can, uh, we see it like time and time again. He's he's someone who can easily just be taking advan taken advantage of, or like or like steamrolled over, and he just doesn't have the backbone to to kind of stand up when it counts. Yeah, man. So the the um so where are we now? So we got we got uh, Prague is falling through. We're gonna go to Romboid. Yeah. So we get we check in. We got Greg and Logan. A uh, nice little Greg and Logan meeting. Uh, Greg is somewhat between the devil and the deep blue sea here, but Logan <laughs> wants him to uh, just watch Kendall because Logan is concerned. Kendall's back on drugs. He doesn't want him showing up in the bottom of some French fags pool. Like he's just, yeah. he cares for his son kind of a little bit maybe. Yeah, he, you could see here that he 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 d he loves his kids, but at the same time, do you think that, um, well, wait a minute. Let's look at it like this. Do you think that he wants Kendall to be looked after because if he does actually die, that it would just be a PR mess? Because he kicks him out of the company and then he goes off the rails and dies. I mean, that's bad press, right? Yeah, but I don't... I, I, I mean, he I goes to it. Austerlitz. He goes to Austerlitz to have this photo op, not really do therapy, to make the family, quote-unquote, whole again because it's i think the bottom line is shareholders man yeah but i mean i think there is at least part of logan that like i don't th he doesn't want his son to die like i i really believe that 
he he knows that he's having these drug problems and he's going to go on this crazy fucking bachelor party and he knows things can get out of control and I do believe yeah. there's there's part of him that's like this guy might you know kill himself and I don't want that. Yeah, I guess I mean you could draw the line at death, but I do think that there there's there is uh, oh, yeah, he's I okay with anything I, else yeah. I think up up to death. I don't think that Logan uh, I don't think it would, I would. You could put it past Logan that he would be like, "My son's dead, and this is going to be a PR mess." Sure. Like, like sure. I think the two things can exist. You know. Yeah, but you know the the way he is, you could also see him spinning his son's death into a positive or a way to get, garner sympathy. So yeah, like, true. Yeah. There's know. there's definitely he's always looking for an opportunity for sure. So don't know don't know the exact motivation of of him wanting to look out for Kendall, but it's a, a nice moment between. Uh, Greg and Logan and Greg. Oh, it, was, know, it, was much, a, it was much. It was muchly appreciated. Yeah, a lateral, a lateral move in the company, maybe. Uh, yeah, looking to get into digital. He says that it's a little abusive. Yeah, down oh, in part. Tom, I didn't know he had it in him. He had it in him. <laughs> and he uh, and he said to to Logan that it was muchly appreciated. And, muchly. And he he went out there and again, like you know, the dark horse here of Greg just. Just making moves, man. He was a pauper. He was Always. homeless practically. He was living in a hostel, and he was, he was, you know, he, look at him he now. He's malnourished and everything, and now he's 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 filthy look rich in his own eyes, and looking to move laterally into digital. It's amazing stuff. This is, we Love really, it. I really, we really missed him last week. Yeah, we really did. That is for sure. All right, moving along here. Where where moving are we along, now? We get to the. Uh, we get to the arrival to the bachelor party. Basically, we get to the the, the train station there, wherever the hell they are. And um, are you are you going to lure me into a tunnel, and then I wake Tom up in Belgium, so and then I have no eyebrows? Like Tom is so scared. You know what was really it really broke my heart though, because like Tom was so excited for this bachelor party because it's a pretty big deal. You know, I'm a married man, and 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 you've been in bachelor parties. You've you've been in weddings. The bachelor party is a big deal. Yeah, it's a good time. You know, it's it's, it's you know, knock on wood, you know, to everyone who's married, you only get one of those. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's a, it's supposed to be a memorable, fun, awesome night, and Tom is just so giddy, and he deserves a good time. He really does. He, I agree. Wazgam deserves a, uh, the best bachelor party he could ever want. And then you just see him just become like crushed. That Roman. But it's amazing, like, like he gets the obviously Roman changes plans last minute for his own reasons. For, yeah, and for his Tom own good. Tom is freaking out. He calls Shiv. He's like, oh, "I'm sorry. Like I thought we were gonna be doing this, but now it looks like we're gonna be doing this." And she's just like, "I don't want to know what the fuck you're doing. Like just do it, so I can do what I'm gonna do and not care about it." And then he goes, "Oh, I just want to dock my boat in you right now. Like what is he saying? <laughs> oh, like, I love you, Shiv. <laughs> like it was just like it's very. She crazy. is not having it. Yeah, she's not having it, but." But I, you know, you see the heartbreak in Tom's eyes when they're on the elevator going into the rhomboid. Hold on, I got to cough real quick. Oh no! And um, I muted the mic for the cough. Sorry. That's nice. Yeah. So you, you just see like he has like that puppy dog like disappointed look, and yeah. I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh man, fucking Roman. And he's like, hey, you know, Roma, I, uh, you know, I really thought you would have rose to the occasion. And Roman's just like, well, nope, didn't rise to the occasion. Yep. <laughs> We Should do get to meet the fly guys. As uh, oh, the fly guys. We find out that uh, wherever Roman's taking them is very exclusive list, and he didn't have Matt or Jonas, the fly guys, on the list, so they're gonna have to wait it out. The best part about that, he's like, "Why don't you go, guys? Why don't you guys buy a cup of coffee on me?" He's like, "Yeah, it's okay. We can buy. <laughs> we can coffee buy our own, own coffee." 
You got to, I mean, look, I, I, the fly guys come in. We tried to, we, we, we were hashing this out before the show that the fly guys are just, it's, they're not like a, that's not their moniker, but they just flew in. That's all the, the fly guys mean, right? All right. They flew in for the bachelor party. They're they they are the fly, the fly guys. guys. And they get left on the tracks, for Christ's sakes. Never to be heard from again. And it's just, now... I'm going to get in there. I'm going to find out what's going on. I'm going to give you a call. Just just stay here. Keep your phones on. Keep your phones on. And then when they get to the door, they take their phones. Yeah. So, so <laughs> they, right, they're just... Fly guys. They're, the, the fly guys probably got mugged right outside there. And, and everything and everything about that walk through the tunnel to, to get to Rhomboid, just like the, the everyone freaking out about the dead rat. Tom freaking out about everything uh kendall and stewie kind of having their you know stewie begging for forgiveness thing and then you know they go in to see the, the eyes wide shut guy it's fucking it's just amazingly hilarious then greg is like sitting there and he's like is this an orgy are we gonna be in an orgy and then roman's like it's not 1997 uh <laughs> it's not it's not like that at all yeah you see it's the guy with the fucking mask on and stuff so you know i i, I you know we you and I, we're no strangers to the upper echelons of the elites and, and in terms of, like, the parties that they have that they throw. So this is not, this is nothing, this is par for the course for us to see Rhomboid. Sure, 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 sure. You know sure, what I mean? Sure, sure. You know, people jerking off by the hors d'oeuvres, probably a health crisis thing there. But, you know, neither here nor there. This but, is where I think I get possibly my favorite exchange of the whole episode, where I literally just laughed out loud like a madman. Which which part? Which part? It's Roman says to Kendall, uh, what, "What do you think of that uh, pussycat over there? Like, you want it?" And he's like, "No, business is my fucking." So <laughs> Roman goes, "Great, I'll find you a, a Bloomberg terminal to stick your dick in." Yeah, that that part, <laughs> that part was really funny. Like, there's a great. <laughs> I love Connor in this episode so much. Connor's amazing because in this you know this is where he like. I mean, this is the biggest. This is for me the best Connor episode since the forks shall be placed thusly, where Absolutely, he's losing 100%. his shit over the yeah. uh, over the gala. But when he like he's like, um, I'm on Central European time for the last forty eight hours, so I will be needing breakfast very soon. Like, oh my god! Plus his 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 nine eleven age test. Yeah, <laughs> ask them where they were on nine eleven. If they can't remember, they might not be young. over twenty one. It's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah, he does that cringy, like, they're talking about, like, yeah, if she's into it and you're into it, you fucking do it. And he's like, yeah. not me, girlfriend. No yeah. debauchery for me. Got a girlfriend. <laughs> Love him so much. The best, oh, oh my God, when God. he goes, what is this, a happy pill? Uh, it's Molly. He goes, ah, I'll be having one of these now. He goes, and he's like, I'm going to have another one later. She, and he's like, he's do like, not take more than one. He's like, all right, right. one and done. One okay, and done. sure. <laughs> It's yeah. incredible. This is, a, is an incredible Connor episode, even though like a lot of stuff that he does is kind of, I guess, background noise or whatever, but it's just hilarious stuff. Yeah, the fact uh, that he's just there. And the, the one thing that I really liked about Connor in this episode was his like him being the family historian. Because yeah. we find out later on when when uh, you see that Kendall and, and Sandy are talking, Roman tries to mosey on his way in there and he brings yeah. up the dog pound. Yeah, I think I mean this is kind of when this happens. Like the we before this we only I mean we get the uh a little quick aside where Greg is trying to convince Kendall like, "Hey, maybe like one wine, one water should be like the thing for our group." Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to keep it uh I need ketamine. I need something a little off the menu. But, ketamine. But have some of these risotto balls. They're like super soakers. <laughs> yeah, they like super <laughs> like absorb, you know? 
Yeah, and he's so just like, Kendall, yeah. ketamine. I need ketamine. That's it. Every time Kendall sees Greg from now on, it's just ketamine. Ketamine. He, ketamine. uh, the, uh, what you would call it? When, the, the best part about rhomboid, <laughs> I keep saying, like, rhomboid, like it's. Is like every a, part? Like it's, yeah, but, you know, you see so much going on with the characters here. Like, when, uh, excuse me, when, I really, uh, I'm sorry about the birthday. When uh, you see Tom really struggling with the potential infidelity that he's about to partake in at Rhomboid, you know, yeah, like he really, yeah, yeah. he really, when he sees like what's going on, if you look at, he's got the puppy dog eyes on as he's walking around seeing people like you know being debaucherous, and he and it just seems like he's so irked by it, and he keeps calling Shiv to yeah. try to get well, like I think permission. That's, that's I think that's what it is for him is. I think the the main thing he's concerned about is that if he goes through with doing something, it's almost like it means that Shiv is definitely fucking around on him. So like in, until he gets to the point where like he's not being unfaithful, like maybe in his mind he can tell himself that Shiv is also being faithful. Um, and he you can just he's always he's so concerned about Shiv, you know, doing yeah. yeah other things and it's 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 definitely on his mind all the time definitely on his mind and you know i got a hall pass you see it with greg he goes i got a hall pass tonight because like we're adults and greg's yeah. like oh cool does she like have the same right agreement and he's like what and no he no, struggles no, with that. he's like no. no well yeah but no but yeah, yeah. No, no he's really conflicted about it yeah and um and you know and then you see greg in this episode really trying his best to keep kendall safe you see yeah. Roman going through a lot with, you know, the dog pound situation and trying to get in with uh, Sandy Furness to have that conversation. You well, see Kendall it, doing that, it. Yeah, let's just jump into it is, there. This is when it happens. So this is when now uh, Kendall talks to Stewie about, and Stewie offers him $500 million for his remaining shares in the company. He wants him out. Because even though he's been fired from Waystar, he still has, obviously, shares in the company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he offers him five hundred million dollars, and then tells him, "By the way, I'm actually really just kind of a shell for Sandy Furness. Uh, so why don't you come back and let's talk to Sandy?" Yeah. So he brings he brings up Sandy, and um, when when they go talk to Sandy Furness, uh, this is where it's revealed that he and Sandy are like the same person. Like a right. like he goes like what does he say? He's like a. Uh, like a uh, an animal, like because the head of a bull and like the dick of a dick goose, of a, or yeah, something the like dick some, of a crane, uh, whatever, something fucking some, weird, some, something fucking weird, you know. And what we notice is Kendall is betrayed in that moment. He yeah, really is. He still trusts Stewie, which is, I mean, is so weird, amazingly dumb. Yeah, you know what? The more we talk about it, the more we talk about like. Kendall and how he is and the things that he does like that is so fucking stupid that like if you were betrayed by your third oldest friend that fucked you like a tied goat right in this in this vote of no confidence and then you find out that he fucked you when you brought him in I mean again he was in a pretty bad position and and Stewie had the money to do it but still the, the double fucking you get double fucked he was fucking you before you even realized he was fucking you. You were getting fucked before you knew you were being fucked. Right? I mean, and that, that to Wild. me is just out. It's out. Like, this is where, again, you see that Kendall is a fucking idiot because yeah. he actually stands there and listens to what they have to say. So he's blinded by the rage that he has for his father. 
right that he he's he, he can't he has such tunnel vision about his revenge because he does he does seem to be on his own he's he's you know what is he going to do he has to you know he has to make a name for himself and he saw those dollar signs because yeah. the what and he knows to do is try to like br- get people in with the money and yeah and and Sandy starts kind of fluffing Ken's level of his like oh, I hear you, I hear you're into whatever apps or whatever shit you're doing and they start bullshitting about that, and then Roman walks in and sees them talking, and he freaks out because he he's supposed to be the one having the Sandy meeting to buy the TV station. So yeah. they start Roman and Kendall start competing with each other basically, and that's when we learn about the dog pound game. That's where we learn about the dog pound game. But what was really interesting was uh, both Roy's were there for completely different reasons, obviously regarding the company, right? Roman's there trying to do a slam dunk to get these TV companies from Sandy to impress his father. And right. then Kendall had no idea that he was going to be walking into a slaughterhouse of, right. of what was happening. And then now he's considering destroying his family. Yeah, Kendall's trying to catch up. I mean, though, in this moment, I'm not sure he's considering it, really. No, no, no. I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. But I'm saying, like, what I find interesting... <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> The contrast. Oh, jeez. Yeah, sorry. I muted it before the vomit. The the contrast between what's going on with the two Logan boys, I mean the Logan, the Roys, in this episode alone is just crazy to me. It is. It's 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 at a, it's just. I mean, and it's super interesting too because you know you see it's all happening in the same rhomboid. It's all happening in one rhomboid, one beautiful rhomboid, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. We kind of at least Rhomboid. we we dive into Roman's backstory here of his childhood, and or at least how he sees it, because I don't know if we even know what's true about it. And he's well, very I believe, upset about. I believe Connor, hundred percent. Yeah, he's very upset about having been locked in a dog cage by Kendall, and being forced to stay there for an unspecified amount of time with a uh, a bowl of dog food that he was forced to eat, basically. And, and he tells Kendall's us like. He tells this right in front of Sandy, and Sandy's like, "What? I got right. go." Right? Sandy's like, "Oh my! I don't know. I'm out. I'm not. I'm not in this. This is not me." He goes, "I, I beg your pardon. I gotta go." Like he he takes off, and yeah, and it, and it's funny because he brings this up, and Kendall's right in this situation, and you know, it's it's like I don't know what what was Roman doing, like what was yeah, he like, doing? What, what was he trying to accomplish in this? Like yeah. by bringing this up. It's a mystery, right? Kendall look bad? I don't know. Because he yeah. goes, because just... Kendall says to him, he's like, you're talking insane right now. This is insane. Yeah. And and Kendall's 100% right. This was fucking crazy. And then when like, when Roman leaves, he's like, oh, he just like leaves in a, in a, in a, a tissy. Yeah, he got himself all worked up about dog. The first thing he does after this is go to Connor and ask him about dog pound. <laughs> Yeah, he asks about the, the the dog pound, and and Connor gives him basically the truth of it. He's like, "No, no, no! You loved playing dog pound. You really enjoyed it. Yeah, but they made me eat dog food. No, it was chocolate cake. You wanted yeah. to be in that cage. You really enjoyed it." And he goes, "No, no, no! Now this is very telling because Roman says, "No, no, no! I didn't want to be in that cage. That's what fucked me up, and I started wetting the bed, and that's why D- Dad sent me to St. Andrews." Yeah. And then Connor goes, no, 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 dad sent you to military school because you wanted to go. And so, yeah, and, and I, then he I, gets even more mad and just kind of like storms off. Yeah, either, uh, Roman has just decided, I guess, in his life to just misremember his entire childhood. 
which is well, let's fascinating. Not, let's not let's not um, let's not say he misremembered it, right? Maybe, maybe he did enjoy the dog pound and stuff like that, and blah blah blah. But what if the trauma actually did exist? So if you find out later on, we find out later on, Connor's like, oh, you got two dogs fighting it out, and the weaker dog goes into the cage. You know, that right. is kind of abusive if you think about it. The family is pretty fucked up. You got a drug yeah. addict son. Nothing against people who have abusive, you know, uh, there's, you know, drug abuse is a very serious thing, but you have an addict of a son. You have a guy who jerks off on windows, right, and high rises and doesn't have, doesn't like, you know, you know, he's a really weird sexual deviant type situation. And he is terrible in terms of social situations, right? Uh, Shiv is kind of normal. I think, but you know, she's has her issues with uh, infidelity and everything like that. Definitely, definitely the most well-adjusted of the Roy's, At, for, from what we see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I keep coughing. Excuse me. From what we see, she is the most well-adjusted. But that's not to say that trauma didn't happen. So I oh, think, it happened. Yeah, it happened. So I mean, Connor's fucking crazy. Like, bat like he, shit. He's fucking bad shit crazy. So if you look at all of these kids. You know, the behavior of Logan does have them all fucked up. So even though the dog pound may have been like something he quote unquote enjoyed, or at least that's how they remembered it, doesn't necessarily mean that there wasn't trauma. Yeah. And and that's why I think we talked about a little bit before the show is I don't I haven't decided what version of this story is true. And 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 in most cases, right, it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Like there's truth in, on both sides. Usually, it's, you know, there's there's three sides to the truth, right? Your side, my side, and the the actual truth. Yeah, that's true. So it's like, yeah, probably you probably did enjoy it a little bit, maybe, or but also it definitely fucked you up. That could be that could be true. Yeah, the trauma could just exist because of the nature of which, the nature of what was actually going on. You you got little kids. And you're pretending that there's a hierarchy of dominance like dogs to your children? It's rough. Pretty. <laughs> I see what you did there. It's, Hey-o. it's rough. <laughs> oh. Now, uh, here we go. We're moving on here. We're in the rhomboid. Yeah, so next up we get uh, Kendall actually goes out to call Frank, learns that the deal falls through with the, with the art girls. That's right. Uh, so he goes back in to confront her, and that's when he finds out, you know, why he's being rejected and that's because he's a Roy. That's right. And it's like getting married to Hitler. So he's Hitler. It really messes him up. But you know, it's funny because <clears throat> he sees that he's losing uh the situation, right? And he tells he tells her like I'm about to get all this money. Now I touched on it before when we you know earlier in today's show. Yeah, referencing Stewie's money. Referencing Stewie's money because now he's like desperate to get this deal done and he's ready to get the deal done. While selling out his share of, because he's out. He's like, I'm going to be out, and I'm going to do this on my own. And he's like, I'm going to throw this money at her. And it just didn't work. The money didn't matter to her. She said, fuck off. The cocaine makes her very forthright. And and that was it. So now he's in a situation where I guess he felt like he was Hitler. Yeah, I mean, at this point, like, I, I think, I, you know, he doesn't, his path is clear to him now. He's he only has one thing he can do, and that's and that's try to get back into to the family business, that's because right. he's not going to be able to do anything on his own because people see him as a Roy, and that's all he'll ever be. 
That's correct. And he tried to do it. He tried to do it in a way where they could just do almost do like a peaceful transfer of power, so to speak, with the vote of no confidence, where the responsibility would just kind of shift to him or whomever the board would vote on. And then that would be the end of it. Instead, now he has to do a hostile takeover. And he goes up to Sandy and he's like, we're going to do it the right way. We're going to fuck him. We're going to fuck him together. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know if that's the right way or not, but that's the way it seems that it's going to happen. I mean, I think, uh, I, yeah, we don't know. I mean, I'm not as as much of a, a, a conglomerate like business mogul that I am. I'm not willing to discuss whether or not that is the best move here in the hostile takeover, but I think that uh, Kendall doesn't think he has any other choice. Yeah. You know, here's an uh, opportunity in front of him because he, he took the opportunity earlier on with the vote of no confidence that didn't work, so now he has to, you know, this is his this is his next best shot where he he's can gonna, be the CEO and be the yeah. guy in charge, and then yeah. he's going to go for it. So uh, let's see. From here, we actually take a break from Romboid. Yeah. And uh, we check in uh, as Gil Evis is preparing for his interview on the Waystar Royco-owned ATN News Network. That's right. We t- I totally forgot about the Shiv Lane. Yeah. I mean, and this is, uh, you know, it's it's something that's kind of boiling in the background, but you can see here, like, you know, it's really going to come to a head at some point, and this is, mm-hmm. this is one of the, the reasons why. Yeah. You know, he goes on this interview on Logan's network, yes. and they're just badgering him with questions about his his wife who had killed herself a, you know a year and a half ago and his mental state and eventually he just loses it and and goes off on Logan and storms off the interview that's right and then we see that um Shiv and Logan have a bit of a meeting right they have a little sit down yeah they have a meeting uh basically in regards to that and and Logan hints that you know he's been protecting her actually her whole life and uh, maybe it's time that he stops because he wants her to come into the company. And she she sees it as a bribe. So he's like, well, you know, maybe I'm going to stop helping you. And, and the people are and, the, the you know, the sharks are going to come for you. Yeah, and she perceives like, is that a threat? You know, it's a, and it is a very interesting uh, uh, back and forth that they have going on. But the, the I think what I took out of that that was really important and I think really um, very telling was Logan is running out of options in terms of what he could do to pass this company along to someone who's competent. And, yeah. And he tells her flat eyes, like you're the smartest one of my kids and like, please come to work. Yeah. Let's do this the right way. But you know, Shiv kind of like calls him out on it. Doesn't, you know, like she's like, Oh, so I'm the smartest one, but you tried out Kendall and Roman. You gave them the feelers first, but now it's me. Because he, he, he really wanted his sons to take the company, it seems. Of course. Of you course. know, obviously. And um, now he doesn't have a choice. Is he Roman is a complete fuck up. Like he's a complete he's he's oh. he's he's a bendy fuck. Like he's yeah, not good. He was working on the satellites. He's working on satellites. You know, pat him on the back for that, but he didn't know where like Thailand was. And and Kendall is useless. Kendall's useless because he's back on the wagon. You can't have an, an addict as a CEO. You need someone who's, you know, he always seemed very skeptical of his son's sobriety. And, um, you know, yeah, Shiv is probably the only option. And I mean, she seems like the best. And she does seem like the best. But has so. he ever, has he ever run her through the gauntlet? Because she left the company. 
Yeah, well, no, he hasn't, and so she, he needs we, to he needs know, to get her in and, you know, and and run her through and see what she will, will do. He will do what it takes to make sure she can handle it. So, Rob, we have about five minutes left. Well, all right, I'm gonna have to try to speed through some crap here. Yeah, uh, you gotta hit me with. Talked about a lot. We did. Do we? Pretty much. Do we miss pretty much hit everything? You know, I, we we started right off the bat with the swallowing of the unload. Yeah, that's a pretty f- crazy thing. Yeah, we, the only thing we did, I mean, uh, before we get into the fuck-offs and maybe who won the episode, uh, we do see at the end, uh, as Kendall decides to try to assert his dominance again with, with Roman in the elevator just by being the big dog and staring him down. Yeah. Uh, he gets off that high. He uh, calls Frank. He tells him not only, you know, he's like, he tells him to sink the art girls. He's like, they're going to turn me down. We're going to end them, which yeah. is a very Logan move, as mm-hmm. we saw, you know, back, you know, from the beginning of the episode with the TV people, it's very similar. That's right. That is a very interesting uh, aspect of it. But you're right. We have. Let's do the. Let's let's get into this right here. Remember this. Tell the people what it is, Rob. Fuck off! Fuck off! Give us the count. What do we have? This episode was a fuck-off fest. Grand total of seven fuck-offs in this episode, so let's run through them quickly. Uh, Logan drops two fuck-offs in the initial TV meeting to Roman about the uh, TV guys. Uh, Roman drops a fuck-off to Stewie about meeting with Sandy Furness uh, and his involvement in Bromboid. Uh, Kendall tells Roman to fuck-off as they're with Sandy and Bromboid. We get Angela, one of the art girls, tells Kendall to fuck off. A nice little, nice little uh, gift for her fuck being off. on the show. To fuck off. Fuck off. And Shiv gets two fuck offs. Uh, one during the Gill interview, uh, and one to Logan at their at their dinner meeting. So now, uh, so wh- where does that give it? Wh- where are we in the uh, realm of fuck offs in the so count? Now, the season long counter, Logan uh, still in the lead here with eleven fuck offs through eight episodes. Strong. Uh, Kendall has seven, uh, number two there. Shiv now in third place with four fuck-offs, uh, followed by Roman with three, Tom with two, and then we have the uh, Greg, Rava, Willa, and Angela one fuck-off club. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, fuck-off. Fuck-off! It's such great me- fuck-off music, isn't it? Fantastic. Just makes me want to tell you to fuck off, Rob. Fuck off. Hey, who do you think won? Oh, I love this part of the episode when we talk about who won this re- who won this week. Um, who did win? <laughs> I don't know, man. This is a tough one. This really is a tough one. I mean, there's a lot of losers. You know, you swallow your own load. That's a loss, right? Yeah, Tom cannot win. Tom can't win in here. Roman kind of got tossed around and and wasn't uh, wasn't really did did anything productive or anything like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's I, I think it's pretty easy. I think you know, I try not to think too much about it. I think as the episode ends, it's pretty clear that uh, Kendall is positioned, I think, as the winner. Um, well, he has a plan for a hostile takeover. Hmm. He's got confidence coming out of his asshole. Uh, you know, he's he's he enacts Logan telling Frank to to sink the art girls. You know, you fuck with me, I end you, kind of thing. Mm. 
I think and I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to push back uh, on you with the yeah, winner here. Push back. I think the winner this week is Sandy Furness. Ooh, that's not bad actually. That's good. Sandy Furness was able to weasel his way into into yeah the company that is you know his direct competitor, his arch nemesis. I mean, he has infiltrated the enemy. Like that is so crazy. And yeah. not only that. Now he has convinced the son of his arch enemy to kill his father. Yeah. So for yeah, no, me, you know I, yeah. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. So for me this week, the winner is Sandy Furness, man. I think the the Sandy Stewie team is is definitely the winner here. Now, now that you bring that up, um, Kendall's part of that team, but Sandy is the one pulling the strings for sure. I mean, what Sandy was able to pull off here, where we stand right now, is just unbelievable. Sandy Furness. Sandy fucking Furness. And when I think about it, when they did that vote on no confidence and stuff, you know, I think that he doesn't respect Kendall as much as he respects Logan. Like, so even if the vote of no confidence went down, he he very well could have get, taken over the company then. So like he was always planning oh, yeah. to infiltrate in some way and, and destroy it from the inside out. This fucking family. Oh my god, it's a nest of vipers. Mm. All right, Rob, anything mm. you want to say to the people out there before we sign off? Oh, uh, you know, just follow us on Instagram at four on the floor podcast uh, and check us out. You know, <laughs> wherever you get your podcast, we're going to be there. Uh, you know, we love talking about the show and we appreciate any support we're going to get from you guys. So uh, oh, I just got a virus and threat protection update from Windows Defender. Thank you, oh. Windows, for ruining the end of my podcast, our podcast. That's nice. Uh, yeah. Find us anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Share this with people. Share this with people that are fans of the show. Get them into the show. It's a gr- it's a great show. If you're listening to this, it you already know phenomenal. how good the show is, and I think we do a fantastic job of just chatting it up about it. More yeah, on the floor, I mean, ladies and gentlemen. So More on the floor. More on the floor. We're gonna catch you next week with what's the name of the episode? Prenuptials, I think. Prenuptials. Ah, uh, yeah, prenuptials. Then my phone alarm goes off. I am fucking it up right now. All right, guys. And gals, thanks for listening. Rob, I'm going to catch you on the flip side. Okay, Dom. Take care, brother. Hey, have a great week, everybody. Enjoy. Enjoy. Enjoy.